How do I switch from being a graphic designer to being a UX designer? And the truth of the matter is, is there's actually a ton of overlap and a ton of similarities. And I actually think it's fairly easy to make the transition if, if you're if you're if you're really into it. All right, guys, you already know what it is. This is Design Huddle. This is a podcast where we talk about all the best ways to get to the next level in your design career. We're here to talk about everything from graphic design, product design, personal branding, tech trends, and we interview with some of the top line thought leaders in the industry today. So guys, we are your hosts. My name is Brandon Gross. I'm a designer and digital strategist for Fortune 500s here with your boy, Ryan Warner, UX designer based in New York City. So Ryan, what are we talking about today? We got a very nice topic because these questions that we've been getting from people in regards to how to switch up their position in the design industry is really what brought about this topic. So let them all know. Yeah, so we're here today to kind of debunk some misconceptions and just clear some things up. I think a lot of uh, questions that Brenda and I get on you know, Instagram and you know, other social channels is, you know, how do I switch from being a graphic designer to being a UX designer? And the truth of the matter is, is there's actually a ton of overlap and a ton of similarities. And I actually think it's fairly easy to make the transition if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're really into it. And I think it's important to note, right? Like if we just start from like a very, very high level perspective, right? Like what is an actual graphic designer? Well, it kind of is in the title. You're someone that is designing digital interfaces for various mediums. That could be websites. It could be apps. It could be even digital like, you know, print that, you know, you're actually printing out and putting out like a poster or a sign. So, you know, graphic design is actually something that I studied in college. Um, I was, it had kind of an ad twist to it. So it was like you had to, like, a lot of my projects were create, like, a, you know, a campaign for, um, like, a candy company. Um, so my graphic design background was, like, always advertising focused, which I think is important for a few reasons. One is you're tying how the design is ultimately helping a business. And then um, the other piece of it is that I learned the tools, right? So I spent a lot of time in Photoshop um, and, you know, in design and After Effects to kind of, you know, really understand how to use these tools to create some, you know, digital goodness. So right off the bat, um, what is a graphic designer? So let me ask you, Brandon, what do you think, what's your definition of a graphic designer? And then I'll kind of give you mine. The definition to me is, I mean, yeah, I think you pretty much hit it on in the head. It's somebody who is creating design for, or really graphics for more, mainly print-related things, banners, um, anything physical or product, physical product-related. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine's pretty straightforward. Like, it's just someone that combines text and images in advertisements, magazine, books. Most popular graphic designers today are obviously web because that's the main platform where people are interacting. A lot of graphic designers are focused on mobile because that's the main device that people are using today. So now, like, on the flip side, you know, UX designers. So UX designers, you know, it's a career, it's a, it's a, it's a title, and I don't want to get, we don't want to get too into the weeds. Like, obviously, there's visual designers, product designers, like, interaction designers. There's a ton of different, like, you know, expertise within UX design. We're going to keep it super general today because I don't think titles really matter. I think what does matter is your actual process. And that's something that Brendan and I talk about a ton on this is, you know, what is a UX designer's actual responsibility? And I think a UX designer is like, you know, 
is if, if a website, if, if a graphic designer is creating how a website looks, you know, the imagery, the color scheme, the layout, a UX designer is making how the website feels. So it's everything end to end from the second the user lands in the experience to the second that they leave. It's everything all encompassing. So naturally, graphic design is a subset of a good UX designer's skill set. So, um, you know, some responsibilities of a typical UX designer is, you know, they need to understand product specifications. They need to understand the users. A lot of times, like, this is, like, if you're ever, like, I also get non-technical people interested in UX research. If you have, like, a psychology degree, um, another thing that UX designers are doing is they're conducting concepts. They're doing usability testing. They're gathering feedback. They're really becoming advocates of the users that, you know, the business is ultimately designing for. Some of their core skills or deliverables are creating personas through research and data. Um, they're developing wireframes and prototypes using tools like, you know, um, you know, Webflow. Uh, and really, the reason that, like, I always am, you've, you've hear, heard me either on Instagram or in Design Huddle talk about, like, UX design as a career because it does three things that, I love and I think a lot of other people enjoy as well. And Brendan and I kind of, I, I think, align on these. Number one is you're solving problems, right? So it's every time a UX designer steps into the room, they are a problem solver first. They're doing something that can ultimately make a company more successful. The second is you get to work with people, whether it's interviewing people, you know, representing people. Um, that's huge, right? So you get to be an advocate for good design and good users. And the last is kind of the marriage of technology, making technology more human. So humanizing technology is something that's only going to become more and more important as we become, as we live in a more digital first world. So the TLDR here is graphic designers is, you know, how the website looks visually. Um, and a UX designer would be how the website feels. Is it fast? Is it seamless? Is it intuitive? Is it easy to complete the task for why you came onto the website in the first place? So that's my little that's my little rant, but hopefully that made sense. Uh, anything to add to that, Brendan? No, I think that's that's really it. It, it. This is pretty much a straightforward topic. It's to me, it's looks versus user behavior. Like you mentioned, the UX designer has to deal with the feeling of what it, of the platform or what is being. Uh, developed here so you're having to deal with user questions having to deal with objections of the user when they're on the platform having to deal what is their goal and really figuring all this out through user data and building the solution through prototypes and uh, really that that's pretty much it what is the feeling that you're trying to create for the customer what is the goal that you're trying to help the customer achieve and doing all that through data and via prototypes to help your team figure out um, or really build what it is that you have solved uh, for the customer. Yeah, I think, I mean, that, that, those, are, those are great points. So let's kind of frame it for a few people. So if you're a graphic designer right now, I guess that your question is like, okay, great. How do I transition from being a graphic designer to someone that can be, you know, I can delete my title on my resume to a UX designer? So I think there's a few, a few requirements. Um, a lot of UX designers, we've talked about this in the past, need a portfolio. Again, portfolios are more about the process than like, you know, super clean, high visual mocks. It's understanding how you went from user research to, you know, ultimately rolling out a feature in a product and kind of everything in between. So what are some skills that graphic designers should be focusing on if you want to, if you want to start to call yourself a UX designer? 
Um, I think project management is huge. Being able the ability to manage projects and expectations with cross-functional stakeholders is huge. Um, I think another one is you need to have a, flim, a film, a, a flim, uh, can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be, you need to have a background knowledge of interaction design and information architecture. That's something Brendan talks a lot about. That's why we, we had an episode talking about like the importance of headlines and that people kind of, you know, read headlines and scan. That's Brendan's kind of demonstrating his ability to show how he understands information architecture and why it's important. You need to be proficient in some design software. So yeah, of course, graphic designers, you're typically good at the Adobe Suite or Sketch. Some other tools that I think about are like you, you know, UXPIN, Balsamic, Webflow. Um, we've talked about them in one of our other episodes is should, should UX designers know how to code? Um, I think baseline knowledge of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript is kind of very helpful. I, again, I don't think it's a must. I think it makes you more, uh, you're a stronger designer because you understand how long it's going to take to actually build something when you hand it off to a development team. We already kind of hit on the on these last three, which is ability to problem solve. So being a problem solver, um, analytical minded. A lot of we, you know, we were shifting from a data driven uh, businesses like the CB say they're data driven. Uh, the w real way to think about it is that you're data informed, right? Like you're you're using a lot of different um, data points to make decisions. So being analytical, I think, is super important. And then excellent in communication. Like I can't emphasize that enough. It's so general, but it's it's so important. Just being a strong communicator and being someone that's going to be able to relay timelines, delays, expectations, and updates will ultimately set you apart from you know other other graphic designers out there. So those are some like you know tangible things that you can actually start to work on and build out. But um, we're going to get a little bit more into some other t other things. But those are those are the requirements that I would I would you know highlight um, when you're looking for uh, making the switch. Yeah, definitely. So so far we've really guys we've gone into like the responsibility side of things in addition to the skills and requirements. Now for those of you guys listening, we're more so of like all right, shorties. So we've already heard like. <laughs> Uh, you know, tell us how to do this stuff. And for those of you guys who are trying to legitimately do the step-by-step -step transition, a couple of things, uh, we're going to do a three-point stepper here for you guys. Obviously, Ryan touched on you want to have your portfolio straightened out in regards to process. UX is heavily process-driven. And for somebody, for somebody who's looking to hire people, they're looking for your process to be explained so that they can jump into your mind so that when they're making a hiring decision, they realize, okay, this person would be good for the team and they know how to solve the problems that we are dealing with in our business. So number one is make sure that your profile, your portfolio, excuse me, um, is able, it's really positioned to sell yourself as a UX designer. Process heavy, what are the skills and requirements? Putting those things that we've talked about here already, how exactly do you fit the bill in terms of the, re the responsibilities that we talked about in addition to the skills? Number two, relationships. Just like you're coming from a graphic design background and you have the relationships in that industry, you now have to make new relationships. So these are things like going either going to meetups, uh, UX-specific meetups in your local area, or to save time building relationships via LinkedIn. Now, if you're going to do that route, you need to make sure you have the foundation in regards to your portfolio. So anytime you're trying to talk to somebody or really outreach to somebody, you need to make sure you have your bases covered um, in regards to uh, your portfolio because if they decide to not even just message you back yet, but to look into you, you need to make sure that you are answering um, the question of does, if they decide to look at you, 
you need to answer and really check the boxes in their head because when they look at you, they're going to be like, does somebody like me need to hire somebody like this? That is going to be the number one question that they have and you need to be able to say, these are the responsibilities that I've held. These are the skills and requirements that I am able to, um, you know, that I am capable of doing and have done. And um, by doing that, you're able to really check the boxes off in somebody's head to even look in your direction for your exposition. And just to close that off in terms of uh, how to position yourself for a position you're looking for is doing the research in terms of Ryan uh, mentioned this already. You have to look into the positions that you're trying to move yourself into, looking into what exactly they're expecting of uh, the person they're looking for. And either if you have no idea where to even begin, like I remember my first jobs, I remember I was on YouTube just looking at what are the questions people ask in the interview process, looking on LinkedIn or whatever the, uh, what is it, the job post that they have, what is it that they're expecting and really digging into what are the, the things that the people who are hiring are going to ask of me and what are they expecting and tailoring not only my portfolio to that, the ways that I have conversations with them and just all around making it making you look like the perfect package to hire for the, a business. Yeah, I I love that. I think that's a great it's a great breakdown. Was that all? That was all three, right? Yep, that was all three. That was we talked about responsibility, guys. We talked about that the difference really between a graphic designer and a UX designer is that there's looks versus user behavior. UX really goes into understanding the questions that a customer, or excuse me, that a yeah really a customer or a user has, uh, making sure that they're able to accomplish their goals when using the platform that you're creating, and you're making all these decisions backed by data, and you're really using prototypes to help your team build the solutions that you've come up through, um, understanding the data in the customer pain points. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like, so just to kind of piggyback on this, on this idea, I, when I was thinking about this topic, I, I kind of wrote down if I could like give myself five tips to be a better UX designer, you know, earlier in my career, what would they be? And they're, they're, these are a little bit more actionable, but I think they're I think they might be beneficial for some other people. Um, number one would be to be practice active listening, so like versus passive listening. So passive is you're just hearing sounds, you're just minimal feedback. Active listening means you're understanding what someone's saying. You're you know you're taking a ton of notes, and you're also kind of like you know adding on or giving them additional kind of feedback to to show that you're comprehending what they're saying. Um, some things to do like that kind of tie into this is like, you know, let the speaker speak, you know, do not answer the questions. Like there's a, something called the five second rules where after you ask a question, count to five in your head, it's really hard to do this, but it's a really good, um, strategy in order to give, you know, the people that you're talking to an opportunity. I hate, I hate, I hate that silence in the room, but it is critical to let them, uh, get their point across. So that was my first one. My uh, second one, we've talked about a ton, so I'm not going to talk a ton about this, but you know, building your storytelling skills. So what makes a designer successful is not the ability to create nice-looking you know, work or visuals. It's the ability to communicate effectively. So that, that doesn't change, right? So being able to storytell is, if you're a good storyteller, you're going to be a better UX designer. Um, nothing, nothing more there. Something that I'm trying to get better at, but I still am not great, is avoid using jargon. UX is one of the most notorious careers for just using like 
bombastic, overblown language. And that was like, I just did it right there, right? I used the word bombastic, which just means overblown. So it's how do you stop using words that and just being as direct as possible so everyone in the room constantly knows what you're doing. So, you know, adding jargon and like, you know, this is everything from your copy to how you're communicating to non-technical or non-design stakeholders. Um, you want to communicate with clarity um, and, and, you know, and precision. Never settle for one idea. I think this is really important. So a lot of times when you're going through a process is like if you've ever gone through like a design sprint or you're brainstorming, you know, jotting things down on stickies and getting a lot of different ideas out there is great. I'm all a big fan of there is no such thing as like a bad idea during the brainstorming process. So like if you're trying to redesign like an e-com website um, and you want to throw out ideas of how to make it better, everyone should just kind of jot down their own thoughts and throw them all on a board. And then you can start to categorize them on like where the biggest pain points are. So it should never just be one person's idea. A lot of times you hear the most senior person telling them what, the, what you should think. Design is a collaborative effort and it's a UX designer's job to make sure that everyone is heard. So if someone's being more quiet in the room, you really want to make sure you're saying, hey, like, do you have any thoughts on you know, this particular topic? Um, yeah, and then the last one we already touched on a little bit, but it is you know, take notes. Um, I, again, like I've been someone that's always had my laptop in university, I've always been someone that's like, I'd rather take notes on my phone. I would say three or four years ago, I started just getting a notepad and pen and just jotting down like ideas. Every time, sometimes I rely too much on your memory. So even if it's just like a few, one or two words, just to kind of recall the next time you go down and you sit in front of your computer, or maybe it's not even design related, it's more of like outputs from the meeting or decisions that were made or clear next steps of like, what are you gonna do next as part of your process? So uh, yeah, you know, getting a sketchbook, getting a notebook is like a very basic recommendation, but for me, it's been incredibly beneficial. So those are my six. Hopefully those weren't, um, I don't think those are crazy or difficult to do, but um, do, you, do any of those resonate with you, Brendan? Yeah, man, especially with the act of listening. Like, I actually started, that's the number one thing for me, because I run my mouth a lot, um, especially from somebody <laughs> who's, uh, you know, I love to tell jokes, and I'm I mean, that's really why we at... have a, that's why we have a podcast, though, so we can run our mouths, <laughs> and if people, if people, if people want to listen, they can, and then if, y'all uh, are active listening right now, take we those should, notes. If we didn't, if we did an episode of active listening, it would just be a lot of silence between you and me. <laughs> And then we should we should just do that and just like just compute complete silence for fifteen minutes and be like active listening everybody good night. Sadly, it would probably <laughs> it would probably be our highest reviewed episode. Guys, if we do that, please do. That is our accomplishment for the end of next month. We, just look out for it. Yeah, smash the like button. Yeah, smash the like button. Subscribe. Share with your friends. Hashtag active listening. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. I mean, active listening. That is a huge one. Um, not only for UX, but just in life in general, uh, you get to, and the reason I say in life in general is I actually read this book called Never Split the Difference. Um, I forget what who the author is. I'm freaking terrible. But I swear this is like how to be a UX designer in like everyday life because of the way that he, basically the author of this book is a negotiator for like life or death. Like this guy was in the CIA. He was negotiating for lives. But the way that they go about doing this is legitimately how, uh, basically he was like the god of all UX designers, but in a very high stakes organization, um, or situations rather. And he goes about how 
you can ask questions to get really deep insights um, via active listening, mirroring, in addition to um, a couple other tactics to really get the in-depth knowledge of what people are not telling you on the surface. Um, but I can talk for days about it, but the book is called Never Split the Difference. Um, for some reason, I, I'm getting the, the name Voss in my, V-O-S-S, in my head. Um, but Christo also talks about this book. It's a very good book in regards to active listening. So definitely check that out. Yeah, just to kind of bring bring this home a little bit, um, I want to leave everyone with like how I would summarize this conversation is that, you know, anybody can transition from graphic design to UX design. I'm also, the other thing to keep in mind is that if you love graphic design, like just keep being a graphic designer. But a lot of people just ask like, how do you transition? And I think it's great to be, have like, you know, both skill sets and you can kind of, you know, pivot or take on some UX uh, skill sets while still being a great graphic designer. So that's the first thing is anybody can do it. Great designers, you know, they're not born, like they're slowly made by collaborating and working with other people. Um, anybody can do this, like no matter what the experience is, is, I can't tell you one of my favorite things about learning on the, in our Instagram design community is just how many people are self-taught, like Brendan self-taught. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have like a formal UX degree, but there's so much opportunity, free free resources that we've talked about in most of our episodes. So definitely continue to check that stuff out. And then um, just some other updates on the podcast itself. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, uh, Brendan Gross at Ryan Warner. And we're definitely going to start posting more content on Design Huddle Time handle. So please check that out. Um, we had we've gotten a lot of good engagement, but we're really going to start you know ramping up and kind of making sure that everyone sees when episodes are posted. Um, other things is DM us your questions. We really want to do us an ask us anything episode where we just take our audience's questions. We really want Design Huddle to be a conversation, um, so we'd love to hear from you. So please shoot us a DM on direct, directly to Brendan, myself, or the Design Huddle time um, handle. And then lastly, you know, Brendan and I are doing this, you know, in, in our free time. We're doing this because we like, you know, love the design community. You know, we love learning from each other. We love learning from other designers um, and other tech, um, you know, entrepreneurial like people like ourselves. So if you have time, like, please leave a five star, share it with a friend and continue to, uh, you know, give us some positive feedback wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's everything that I have on my end. I'll let Brendan anything else before we jump. That's it. That is that is it. All I'm gonna say is reviews. I'm gonna see ten by next week, guys. Yeah, There's ten reviews. Listening send us no a screenshot. <laughs> we'll give you a shout out in our uh, in our Insta stories. But um, yeah, you guys are the best. Thanks. We'll catch you next week on Design Huddle. Signing off. Peace. Peace.